T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk all things racing, NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, Dennis Michelson, and Lori Monroe from Racetalkradio.com. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Driven by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Now, Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. Well, how about that? It's a new season. Everybody's excited. The trailers are in the uh, infield at Daytona. It's it's that time of year. Joining me in studio today is Tony DeZeno from NBCSports.com. Welcome aboard. Happy New Year's, E-Man. And, uh, boy, I don't know if two hours is going to be enough to get through all the things we got to talk about. We could easily do a four-hour show today. It is, it is going to be jam-packed with information. And uh, just uh, hang on and enjoy the ride here, I guess. Uh, there are a lot of stuff going on. And, of course, uh, the, the season actually started off a couple of weeks ago. Has it been, what, three weeks now or two weeks? No, three weeks, right? Three, yeah. The it's, 24 uh, hours of Rolex Daytona. 24 at Daytona, end of January. Um, which which yeah. is one of my favorite events. I just love that event because, well, one thing, if you're living in Wisconsin, there's not a lot to do, especially if the weather's kind of crummy. And uh, today, notwithstanding, that was certainly the case uh, that weekend and we'll, we'll talk about uh, that in the second hour with uh, Eddie Lapine from Racing Nation will also be joining us because Tony and Eddie were down there on site at Daytona for that event, and a lot of things went on and a lot of kind of special things, kind of cool things that happened down there. We'll talk about that a little bit in the second hour. But uh, this this weekend, of course, uh, in Wisconsin here, this is incredible. Uh, you know, we, we joke about shorts and T-shirt weather. Well, today I'm actually in shorts and T-shirt, and it is 60 degrees outside, clear sky beautiful i don't remember at daytona uh where the weather was this nice i was i was stunned i mean i just got back from phoenix yesterday um because i was out there for the indycar test and we'll hit that in the second hour too but uh you get back here and there's only two or three degrees difference between right. phoenix when i was leaving and, and coming back here so i'm overdressed i've got my marquette gear on you know <laughs> jeans long sleeve gold shirt and what have you but uh yeah man this is uh daytona and here are actually not that far apart weather-wise for the first time in, in ages right and there's i mean there's a few times it was that's more so with with the the, the Rolex Twenty Four. It can get quite cold, especially at, at night. But I mean, there is times if you look at you know you scroll through the old videos of uh, the old Daytonas on YouTube or whatnot on the internet, and you'll you'll see guys on pit road. You know the the especially the sideline reporters or that they're they're dressed up in winter coats because there's been a few times where it was probably only maybe fifty five. Might have been sunny, but it was quite cold. See, that's the that's the catch, Z man. Is that Daytona cold is so different from Wisconsin cold. We can be out here in a t-shirt and shorts or long sleeve t-shirt at forty-five degrees. At Daytona in forty degrees, you are freezing. And it like is. You want you are just you want to be like huddled in ten layers. It's, you, you want you need extra coffee. You know. Yeah, I don't know stuff. if it's the ocean weather or mm-hmm. something that makes it be, maybe because it's more of a damp, damp, damp cold very damp down cold. there. Yeah. But I've been down there when it's been that cool and it is just absolutely miserable. Of course, there is the assumption that 
it's Florida, it's February, it should be warmer, but yeah, when, when the weather dips down there, it is just awful. It's brutal. I, absolutely brutal. I mean, you, you want to be in the media center longer than normal as opposed to out track side at that point. Yeah, it's like, uh, let's see, I can get a lot done here. I don't have to actually chase anybody, do I? And it's like, yeah, you're trying to justify not going outside. I've been there <laughs> myself. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's awful when it's like that. But yeah, uh, tonight, of course, is the Advanced Auto Parts of Clash at Daytona. A uh, late start. It actually doesn't really going to get going until about 9 o'clock. It's a shorter race. That's probably why, because they want to uh, stretch it out to the 10 o'clock hour. But uh, it'll be a late race uh, for you guys uh, that are watching on TV. And it, it, it should be interesting. Uh, we'll get to see a few drivers. We'll be talking about that in the next segment here. We'll be taking a quick break in a little bit. But we'll talk to Dennis about some of the changes that are in NASCAR. Pretty, It should be pretty interesting with with. Some uh, very young, talented rookies that were brought up. Some people might have thought a little bit too soon, or especially uh, we've speculated in the past when they were going to make that step up to the cup. And uh, especially for Eric Jones and Daniel Suarez, I think a lot of people were thinking maybe next year they were going to be brought up to the cup level. But there are some uh, unexpected changes that came about, and uh, they are up at the cup series. And Daniel Suarez will be in the in the, the clash at Daytona tonight. It'll be interesting to see uh, what comes about with that. We have ourselves our second great rookie battle. Last year, we had the Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, and, and others. And now, we didn't really think we'd get one this year. But think about it. You got Daniel Suarez, who's completely unexpected, despite winning the Xfinity Championship mm-hmm. last year. Eric Jones, who's achieved a lot in the lower series and has kind of been always destined for this. But you figure if anyone was going in the Gibbs car, it'd be him. And now he's sort of in the offshoot car well, furniture. That's row, the so. other thing, too. I mean, yeah. these, these are talented kids that are in very with a very talented team. Of course, uh, Eric Jones is brought up that second front uh furniture row, furniture yeah. row uh, uh team that's been expected and that's uh with with some Toyota backing there and then uh, Daniel Suarez of course with the uh, you know the, the aforementioned Gibbs Racing so, so in the Carl Edwards situation and there's some speculation on that we'll certainly talk about with Dennis coming up here in just a, a few minutes here it, it, it's interesting though I mean these are the very well I mean, I guess you could say definitely the 19 car is an A car, mm-hmm. and there's some, you know, because it's a new car, the the 77 might be considered a, a, a possibility of an A car, but with everything, I think it's easily no problem saying it's a I, B+. I think the closest comparison for me is going to be Denny Hamlin's rookie year back in 2006, mm-hmm. because the 11 car had been introduced, I believe, a year prior to that with FedEx. It had a number of different drivers, J.J. Yaley, the late Jason Leffler. Yeah. Um, but when Denny came in, he kind of made that car his own, and Eric's now in a position where say whether it's this year or beyond, he's got the chance to, to kind of take that car uh, forward. And and it's going to be beneficial for both him and Martin Truex, having a direct teammate yep. for the first time. And it should be interesting to see. What we'll do is we'll, we'll take a break now, and uh, when we come back, we'll be talking to Dennis Michelson from Race Talk Radio. We'll talk a little bit more about the clash that's happening tonight. And then, of course, we got a little, we'll talk about the, we should talk about the uh, ARCA race a little bit that's coming up this afternoon. Well, it's one of my favorite events. And uh, then we'll talk about what's coming up for Speed Weeks for the rest of the week. Of course, we have, we'll have the, the twin qualifiers coming up. And then, of course, the Daytona 500 coming up next Saturday. Not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. And that, of course, is the Super Bowl, the Rose Bowl, whatever you want to call it, the World Series of Day- Stock Daytona Car Racing. Daytona Day. That's, Daytona that's, that's Day. what it is. And I want to talk about that commercial a yeah. little bit. That's a little. And also, I want to talk about the... Uh, I was watching practice yesterday and today, and just I, I know it already first show of the season. I already got pet peeve, so 
We'll talk about that. You've been listening to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and Union Grove, and driven by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers on The Fan. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association on 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway New Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with the driven by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers. And we appreciate their support this year once again. And joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, of course, is Dennis Michelson from Race Talk Radio. Welcome aboard, Dennis. Mr. Zotke, it is a pleasure to be back for another great season. If there's only something to talk about this you know, today... <laughs> No, no changes, yeah. no nothing. It's the same old boring NASCAR that it's been forever. You know, nothing ever changes in this sport. That's the problem is they never change drivers and teams, sponsors. The rules always stay the same. You know, that's just the way they do it at NASCAR. We we talked briefly about uh, Daniel Suarez and Eric Jones coming to, uh, stepping up to the Cup Series this year. And uh, tonight we got the Daytona Clash, and it should be an interesting race. The The track has aged a bit uh, since it was repaved, I think, in 2013. So handling's becoming more of a priority uh, at the track. So it should be interesting to see what kind of racing we have. And, of course, Jimmy Johnson, who won the championship uh, uh, last year, is the defending uh, uh, course series champion. He hasn't had the best uh, luck in, in, the, in what we used to call the Bush Clash back in the day. So what what are the things a fan should be looking for tonight uh, in this race? Well, usually we see some young racers that step up and they show no fear at all because they're just out there to to make headlines for themselves. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a good race out of Suarez. I wouldn't be surprised at all. In fact, Alex Bowman is a guy that I really think has a chance to win this thing in that 88. You kind of throw practice speeds you know, out when you look at, at this race or any restrictor plate race because how fast the cars go depends on who is drafting with who. We didn't really see a lot of big pack drafting yet uh, as guys were just saving their cars for today. The big uh, thing that's going to happen tonight, too, is to see what the weather's going to do because we do have some showers headed towards the track, uh, and unfortunately looking like they'll get there right around race time. So hopefully they'll fall apart and we'll uh, get off to uh, a good racing start. And, of course, we got the ARCA race this afternoon uh, before the clash as well. So great to see stuck cars back on the track at Daytona. And I think the only thing that stayed the same this year, Steve, is that the cars still have four wheels. Other than that, I think everything else has changed. There's a lot of stuff to go through. Uh, I, I thought one thing I, uh, I saw, to, or I think it was yesterday in practice, uh, there was a radio transmission that uh, the Toyota guys aren't going to draft with anybody else. They're just going to draft with their own cars. And, you know, looking at what happened last year, I think at, at around just before the, the chase started, which is now the playoffs, I mean, it seemed like a slam dunk that it was that you know they were going to bring their first championship. They were just all the cars looked so strong with the Gibbs team. You had Truex team that was peaking. Everything looked so good, and you gotta 
think that they are really, really going to be running, racing with anger this year, the Toyota team, that they're not going to take anything for granted this year. Well, one thing you can always count on in restrictor plate races is you have a strategy at the beginning of the race, and that strategy to draft with your teammates lasts until you get to about turn four on the final lap in a race like this. And then it's every man or woman for themselves. And the, 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 the preset you know, strategy that you had, we're all going to work together, all it takes is one guy getting hung out, and all of a sudden that Ford or that Chevy is on the outside that'll be a good pusher to get him to the lead to get the win. And he's going to hang out his Toyota teammates and win the race. That's the whole idea. This is not team racing. This is not team orders. This is not Formula One where a guy is given sort of that hidden message to stay in line because driver A is supposed to win today. This is NASCAR where all good intentions go out the window when you see that checkered flag. Dennis, in a weird way, it's almost like a throwback. I mean, so we've got the name The Clash coming back. And also, this is the only race that doesn't have the now new stages that we'll get to that as part of the widely called enhancements uh, for 2017. It's still two segments. Wasn't, wasn't that a sponsor once uh, a couple Ex- years back in NASCAR? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the brand of which has escaped, my, escaped memory. But but you look at this race, and Thankfully. It's, a, it's a 75-lap race two segments 25 and a 50 and i'm thinking to myself dennis this is the this is uh, almost the simplest race of the year too forget being just a non-points race this is before we get to everything else that we'll probably have to go over and what comes next week with the stages the points the resets the competition cautions the now green and white checkered flags at the stages i mean wh- where do you even start with, with all that that's to come once we get past again a, a simplified race that that's tonight yeah, it is. This is almost the simple one because it is predictable. But of course, the rules have changed because you needed to uh, win your way into this race in the past. And of course, with Carl Edwards making his big decision late in the game that he was getting out, NASCAR changed that rule and allowed the 19 car to still run under the guise that, oh, they were preparing for this race already when this announcement, oh, that's a bunch of bull. The reason they did it is because they wanted Daniel Suarez in this race, and that's why they changed the rules to make sure he fit. This is no different than how they changed the rules a few years ago to allow pole winners of the race and race winners in so they could get the desired stars into the race that they wanted. So that's the only thing that has changed on this race is that they're willing to change the rules. But you're right, as far as how the race is being run, it's the same way it's been run for the last couple of years. But, of course, those rules for the clash have always changed over the years as well. But, but no, you're, you're really right on the money. This will be the first uh, or the last non-stage race, although... I guess they're running the uh, the dual 150s without stages as well, although they are awarding bonus points for those this year. The one thing that's going to be really laughable about this whole rule change is, remember a couple of years ago 
when they changed and got rid of that old point system that used to reward, I think it was 175 or 185 for the winner. And they said, oh, we're going to make it every position on the track is a point. And why are we doing this? To make it easy to understand. So just a few years later, you add stages, you add bonus points, you add championship points, you have buckets for your championship points, and then for your bonus points to carry over into the playoffs. Because now, after years of telling us that we can't call this the playoffs, this is the chase, now you're not allowed to call it the chase, you have to call it the playoffs. And you're not allowed to call these rule changes, you're supposed to call them enhancement. So I kind of look at the memo and I, I, I look and I, I have to remind myself of those things and oh my goodness, it says at the bottom of this memo, do not read these rules to the fans. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I violated my memo. But the whole thing is, it is going to be a very interesting new year in NASCAR. And the one thing I'm holding out hope for is that the rule changes. Oh, my God, I mean enhancement. The rule enhancement. Well, let's see what the violation is on the bottom of this memo. Oh, goodness. That means I get suspended for a week. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the enhancements to these rules are likely to make them race a little bit harder. So that's a good thing. You know, it's, it's interesting. I made the joke earlier this week on social media that because of all these new enhancements and all these other things to keep track of, I, I wondered if NASCAR had an official paper so, uh, sponsor. Because, you know, NASCAR has so many very, various official sponsors, and there's the big NASCAR green movement. But I'm thinking, dang, we need an official paper company to support all the things that we need to have alongside us as we're watching. Forget just the starting grid, you know, for obvious, but, you know, what, what laps are the stages on? You know, it's not, it's not the standard 25 or 50%. It could range, you know, there, there's a range per event. So uh, you, you wonder if, if that's something that's been considered in, in the offices because uh, that, that would be an enhancement I could get behind. Well, this is, this One is, thing. well, hang on, Dennis. This is real easy. This is for Daytona. The Daytona 500 will feature two 60 lap stages followed by a final 80 lap stage with points available in all stages. Under NASCAR's 2017 race structure, the top 10 drivers in the first two stages or earn points, with the stage winners also earning one playoff point. The race winner gets 40 points, as well as five playoff points, which will be carried forward until the season finale at Homestead. See, that was real easy. You got Except that? on Tuesdays, when the points <laughs> will be worth double. Yeah, no, it, it's really simple if you really look at it. But the fact that it took a full page to explain it is something else. And the funniest thing is they did not anticipate a few things, and they've already had to announce them this week um, versus what they hadn't announced before. It's what happens if there's rain? What happens if the race ends after 50% of the race? Well, that is no longer considered an official race. Now to be an official race, you have to conclude the second segment. So that's another little twist that they came in because they realized, oh, my goodness, if we end at lap 101 at Daytona, do we award stage two points here plus the championship points for, for winning the race and all these other points? How do we do this? So they finally realized, oh, my goodness, we didn't account for rain. Now we're going to make a race only official if you make it through two segments or two stages, sorry, 
I'm even calling it the wrong thing. Maybe we should have called it Chuckers or something to to uh, add to the lingo. Or you know, I'm almost surprised that they didn't call these periods instead of stages, since they want to steal from every other sports lingo as well by using playoffs now. Whatever happened to the chase? I, why was calling it the chase a bad thing? But I, I digress. But no, it, it is going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. But it is going to be neat to see the new columns that you have to have for these new playoff points and championship points. And I'll guarantee you a lot of the announcers are a little confused about it, let alone the fans. I can think of one in particular, but I won't mention his name. Okay, uh, going. Uh, let's deal with the charter organizations. Remember last year how they when they announced the charter uh, teams? And especially I know in on this show, we were all incensed that the 21 team, the Wood Brothers team, did not get a charter. But they seem unusually okay with it. And now in hindsight, being 2020, me thinks that uh, they had a, a, a closed-door meeting and said, now, Len, don't worry about this. These charters, after the end of the year, they'll, they'll be handed out. Uh, they'll be you know changed around like a cheap prom date. So, And that's basically is what happened here when – a bunch of charters have changed. I, I'm not even going to mention. The, I mean, the big one is is the is the 21 Wood Brothers teams. But there's a bunch of, especially towards the tail end of the field, these things are being flip flopped and and traded and and he like, like needs poker. the let's make a deal music. It really know? was. I mean, it, it it to try to explain it with the radio is really hard. I mean, you, you would need a one of these moving uh, things on TV with the showing. You know where which one went to who, where, where, and all it, that, or, or like a Price is Right game. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, here's this car number. It's right. now this charter. You know, I, I was going through the entry list on Jayski, and it's like how you know there's ten or twelve of the forty two cars entered for the Daytona five hundred at least that have uh, an old parentheses outside of the new parentheses for their current number, uh, and then they have the description of how that they got that point uh, below. So fun times. So, one thing that is not being mentioned very much though is the new sponsor is not paying as much as the old sponsor, but NASCAR stepped up and behind the scenes NASCAR told all the teams for 2017 the value of a charter will not diminish because they were afraid that if all of a sudden they cut off some funding to these teams that they're going to have fewer teams showing up than our chartered teams. So for this year and this year only, NASCAR has figured out a way, and I don't know if it's coming from the TV money, I don't know if it's coming from past profits or whatever, but this year only they're making sure that a charter pays out the same amount. Of course, we don't know what a charter pays out because that information is no longer given to the public. But the big story that is not being covered right now, but will be covered, I'm sure, about midway through the season, is that this is only a one-year deal as far as them covering the difference of the pay. So where will that money come? Will there be rule changes for 2018 in order to lower the cost of racing? Will there be a few teams that go by the wayside? There are a lot of unknowns as we go into this 2017 season, already for 2018 and beyond. Silly season has turned back into a full-year event now. Uh, but the fun thing, is, <clears throat> fun thing is you can kind of keep track of all the silly season changes over at our friends at jayski.com. 
And uh, Dennis, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, we're, we're coming up on a break, but I'm really looking forward to our next segment we're going to be having on after the sports break here is with you and Lori Monroe. Yeah, I think folks in Milwaukee are really going to enjoy a little different, unique twist on uh, talking about NASCAR. Uh, our flavor is very unique. And I think you'll enjoy hearing from Lori and I uh, each and every week. And we really thank you for giving us this opportunity to bring a little different flavor to the final inspection in addition to uh, chit-chatting with you, as always. Well, thank you, Dennis. We certainly appreciate it. We're coming up uh, on a break here. And you've been listening to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove and driven by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers in Milwaukee. Welcome back to the final inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. This is Dennis Michelson from Racetalkradio.com along with Laurie Monroe. And we are going to be talking NASCAR here on the final inspection all year long. And Laurie, what an exciting year coming up. Not only all the rule changes to NASCAR, but we're here on the final inspection every week. I know. It's so exciting. It's just like a dream come true. Hi, everybody. And it is going to be a dream come true because, thankfully, NASCAR, they made so many changes this year, Lori. Yeah. I think it's going to take us about 26 weeks just to get all caught up. Well, 26 weeks, yeah, for sure. Um, I know it will for me, but I got a question for you. This whole Monster Energy NASCAR deal... Any store you've been to in the last few weeks or anything you've seen anywhere, have you seen any NASCAR-related marketing attached to, to Monster anywhere? I know I haven't. Not only have I not seen any at-the-market promotion, there's been almost nothing on their Twitter account or their Facebook. Wow. I've been watching their website. They promote their drag racers. They promote yeah. the motorcycle guys. They promote the uh the the snowmobilers they promote all the action sport guys but they're not yet getting really behind nascar and this whole thing this whole new brand was supposed to open up a whole new marketing opportunity for nascar nascar's doing it i see monster energy all over everything that NASCAR's putting out, but I have not seen it coming back the other way. No, maybe maybe they just couldn't squeeze another 75 cents out of them or something. And, and I'm also a little bit concerned. You know, they're, they're saying, oh, we're going to have all these monster energy type exciting things going on at the track. It's as if they're trying to appeal to this young crowd. Well, they are. They're, but they're that, average, That's the whole thing. But the average ticket price... During speed weeks at Daytona is eighty five dollars. Yeah, well, what's the price of uh, what's the price of a badminton ticket? But a price See? of a See? monster supercross ticket, you can get those for as little as fifteen bucks. Is that right? That's crazy. Yeah, and, and well, why why do we go there? When it comes to drag racing, you can get in on a Friday at most of the drag racing events for twenty five bucks or less. So there are these discounted tickets available in just about all of these other types of racing that they're associated with. 
but not in NASCAR. I'm kind of wondering if this isn't going to play out uh, as well as NASCAR hoped. And our uh, good friend and partner over at Race Talk Radio, Mike Harper, he asked a great question in an article this week. A very simple question, is NASCAR scared? What do you think? Well, I don't know. This whole monster thing, maybe they're going to be the nature's bakery of uh, of these energy drinks. Ooh, boy. I that was, not. I that was No, that was an awesome article by Mike. But yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. And Nature's Bakery, wow, what a breaking news story that was when they bow out just about a week before Speed Weeks. And now there's litigation and the courts going on and they're saying nasty things about Stuart Haas. Stuart Haas saying nasty things about this family-owned company. You would not company. think a cookie company would have a nasty bone in their body. I don't know. But How can le- a company that has little biscuits wrapped up in stuff be so nasty? I don't know. They don't taste all that great. I got a chance to uh, try one out at Chicagoland Speedway, and I had to double-check to make sure I wasn't eating the wrapper. But but then you know it's good for you. If it tastes like crap, you know it's good for you. That's probably the case. But here's, here's the thing, though. If you are a racing team, does it make any sense to really antagonize a former sponsor won't other sponsors be a little bit leery of doing business with you if they're going to be, you know, mishandled this badly? I mean, it just, to me, it's it's a, a very strange situation going into Speed it Weeks. Is. It is, but I think everybody has such short memories. It seems like somebody can get screwed over one week and then the next week there's some sort of a hero. So I don't understand it. Also in the news this week, big promotion coming from our friends down the road in Chicagoland Speedway. Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins. Your tickets are free, Laurie Monroe. Do you think they're going to have to pay off? Ooh, no, I don't. I, I'm glad that Junior's coming back, and I know how great he is on plate tracks. You know... It, what am I saying? It's anybody's race. It really is. I think you could say, you know, Clint Boyer. If if Clint wins, they'll give free admission, free tickets. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, putting Dale's name on it, I think, makes it more exciting. I think it is going to be a good promotion no matter how it works out. Because yeah. I think it got a lot of folks' attention. And believe it or not, the guy's been out of the car for a half a year. He's the favorite. In the betting in Vegas. Yeah, I I don't know why he wouldn't be, I guess. Everybody loves Junior. Everybody knows how good he is. Heck, maybe I'll put my money on him. But out of the car for this long, I guess we'll get a chance to see tonight. How does that sound? Tonight we get to see racing. I know. We've waited long enough. It's going to be interesting to see this. Um, I guess Bowman is going to be driving that car. That's kind of a cool thing that he did because, of course, Bowman winning a pole uh, while Junior was sidelined. And Junior could race in this, and they could have found Bowman another car, but Dale said he didn't earn it. Bowman earned it. Well, yeah, and I get that. I think that's a great thing that he's doing, but I also think Amy found a jacket that fit him better. (laughs) So he just had to redeem himself up in the booth because looking like he dressed out of a dumpster just really didn't go over well last year. Yeah, I think uh, maybe he'll get all the Granimal tags matched up. (laughs) 
he'll actually have an outfit that'll do it. But uh, how but exciting. But at least even they admitted this because I think Amy ended up giving him a makeover after that first stint he did where he borrowed, was it Latarte's jacket or Burton's jacket or somebody's jacket? And he looked he looked like the mad scientist or something showing up on air. I think, who is this guy? It's Junior. Oh, yeah, yeah maybe he should uh, sit out for a while. I think it was like when you go to one of those nice restaurants and you don't wear your jacket and tie. Oh, yeah. And they, they you show up in out a one. t-shirt and they won't <laughs> let you in. So they get you this crazy speckled oh yeah sport they get coat. you uncle fester's jacket that's been hanging up in the cobwebs in the closet nobody goes into With oh a yeah lime this looks green. really you really look like you fit in as the mater d takes you to your table yeah with the lime green tie and everything oh my Very goodness attractive. it's a wonderful look we're talking nascar and i gotta tell you laurie we've got a new introduction to the folks up here and Milwaukee, Wisconsin, because we're going to bring back an old staple from our Doing Donuts show, our still blowing. And we got to explain what a still blowing is, though. Yes, we do. Am I supposed to explain it? I think you'd do a great job. What am, what am I, the resident moonshiner? I do believe so. Well, you know, back in the day, or even I guess you can see it on TV nowadays, people who were running moonshine would quite often have their stills blown up by the revenuers who are coming to shut them down or or the competition or whatever so we figured over the years if if something bothered us enough we would blow up its still whether it was even related to a still or not anybody can have a still but we just blow things up because because they make us mad and or makes, frustrate us and it makes good radio too it really does we we love getting it off our chests so this is how it's going to work, folks. Each and every week, we are going to uh, mention which still we think needs to be blown up in the NASCAR world. But we're also going to let you interact with the show as well. If something has irritated you in the NASCAR world, send it in to either Lori or I via our, our email. You can head over to racetalkradio.com and find our email. And then each and every week, we'll mention one of the fans, if we get any ones that are not profanity lace that we can read on the air. <laughs> Lori will mention hers, I'll mention mine, and then we'll decide which one is the most worthy of blowing up. So, Lori yes. Monroe, you get to lead yeah. us off. Well, I have had such an up-and-down deal with Carl Edwards. One minute I'm defending him, the me- next minute he's off at Phoenix coaching Suarez, I guess he's going to be president Daytona, I would assume. I don't understand this. I just don't get it. You've walked away from racing, and here you are again. You're back. You're like a boomerang. You're like a bad penny. I don't understand it. This is like if somebody, say you have a dog, and all of a sudden you're allergic to dogs, so you give it away, and then you show up at the Westminster Dog Show. Like, what kind of deal is that? I just want to blow up the entire Carl Edwards escapade because, quite frankly, I don't know what's going on. I thought I did. I don't know. I think we're being hoodwinked here. And when you say, I'm getting away from NASCAR so I can do other things, and you haven't missed a single thing in NASCAR (laughs) since you've said it, (laughs) you're there for the media week. It's asinine. Yeah, you're there for a test. And you're going to be Go there away! for you're going to be there for speed weeks too. And now the rumor coming out from some rather reliable guys in the media that usually don't 
mess up that maybe we'll see Carl Edwards back in a Ford product as early as go next away. year. So very if you're good. Going away, go away. That's a very good candidate for still blowing because that whole it's, cousin yeah, Carl thing. Sorry. Oh, it's just been driving me crazy as well. Yeah. Well, my still blowing has to do with the new rules. And of course, we talked about those earlier in the show here on Final Inspection. The new rules are rather complicated and you know, it, it's just going to be kind of crazy. I like the idea of handing out bonus points if it will get these guys racing hard each and every race. No more sandbagging each and every lap. No more hanging back like they did at Talladega. So on the basis of that, I kind of like adding some bonus points in here. But I don't like stopping the race to hand them out. We've been told over the last couple of years that strategy is ex- as exciting as great passes on the track. And now they're removing the strategy by stopping the race after 60 laps at Daytona, after the second 60 laps, and then let them go for that last 80. So, Lori, for stopping the race, that new rule in NASCAR, yeah. I think that's eligible for a potential still blowing as well. It's it's eligible, but don't you know these guys are right, driving as hard as they can? Well, this is what they I can't drive any harder than they are. This is the other thing that gets me is they <laughs> one driver tells you that oh can't we need drive to any do harder. this. You know, Denny Hamlin and Brad Keselowski when they away. <laughs> we we need Never to do this back to the sport. Yeah, we need to do this. Just you fly, know, gotta go fly plates. And then they tell you, we're racing as hard as we can. So I know. you can't have it both ways. It just, I don't know. It, it, lately, it seems in NASCAR that if somebody uh, is telling me something, I'm, I'm sort of doubting them. I, I'd hate well, to be that skeptical and that cynical, but, um, but no, you're you, right. Oh, <laughs> I know. What a you concept. You hate to be that, that skeptical and cynical, you? Yeah, I know. It's you quite outrageous, it. isn't it? Okay, so we have two stills that are potential to be blown. We have Cousin Carl, and we have stopping the race to hand out bonus points. Okay, convince me which still needs to be blown. Mine, blow it up. You know, I'm not even going to argue with you (laughs) in week one here, because the Carl Edwards thing has baffled me as much as anything else. So oh, it's cu- like the wind. It's oh, bizarre. unbelievable. So for Cousin yeah. Carl. All right, Laurie. So Cousin Carl getting out of that 19 car for, uh, for Joe Gibbs Racing. We've got Daniel Suarez coming in. As a Rookie of the Year candidate, what do you think? What do you expect? What would be a good year for Suarez? A good year for Suarez is to get some laps under his belt, stay out of everyone's way, finish races. That should be a good year. But again, I I pick on Suarez. I think he's come a long way from a couple of years ago when he was – in the nationwide slash Xfinity series. I don't know. I, I really don't know what my expectations are. We know he's in a great car. We know he's got a great team around him. And I think that's a big part of the equation when it comes to these guys 
actually excelling when they come to the cup side. You see so many guys come over and they just don't have quite the opportunity. Right now, it's all going to be in Suarez's hands. How good is he as a driver to take the tools he's being given and capitalize? It, it's all in his. It's all in his corner. He's getting the opportunity because the sponsor wants him in that car more than he is ready for Cup. I'm not sure you ever know when a driver is ready for Cup no, anyway. I, I don't think so either, yeah. But I have a feeling you're going to see this young man really develop into a fairly good racer. Will it be championship caliber or just top 20 capable it's only time will tell, but what a rookie of the year battle. Eric Jones in the 77, Ty Dillon in the 13, Daniel Suarez in the 19. That'll be another great subplot to watch each and every week at the NASCAR tracks. You're listening to the Final Inspection, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Final Inspection, 105.7 FM, The Fan, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the home for Lorian Dennis, talking NASCAR on a Saturday afternoon as part of Steve Zotke's Final Inspection. We've got to give the boss some praise as well. Thanks, Steve. And oh my goodness, Laurie, so much in the NASCAR news over the last couple of weeks. We'll get everybody caught up on Jeff Gordon. He was in the news because NASCAR says he's still eligible for the NASCAR Hall of Fame class of 2019. They want him in there, and I think he should. It's the same deal. Like They wanted to have guys that are relatable to the current generation of fans you put old dead guys in there no one's going to relate to them yeah that's exactly it and i think Jeff even Gordon's if Gordon's not an old dead guy even if he races part-time this year and next year and a couple more years who cares he's never going to be I a full-time know. racer what, what, again what's the difference between that and a current owner going in like rick hendrick or or childress these guys are are in the sport it's not like they've retired either so you know it seems to be a little bit of a a gray area there in my opinion and they're not gonna throw rusty wallace out of the hall of fame or mark martin if all of a sudden they decide they want to come back and race part-time yeah or i want more old dead guys in there sorry (laughs) there you go jeff gordon (laughs) Still eligible for the NASCAR Hall of Fame class of 2019. And if he's not a first ballot uh, Hall of Famer, I don't know who is. Also in the news, I like this, and we're going to get a chance to see it in action tonight because you know there's going to be a wreck, and that means we'll see the American Medical Response Team on the scene at this race tonight and every race during the NASCAR weekend. Yeah, I just hope they come out in a real good vehicle, not like one of those forward backward cars with the steering wheel on both sides and the <laughs> thing going, you know, I, I just hope it all goes well. I know it will, but you want to see him. You want to see it through. You want to see I, all this stuff go through. Well, yeah, I think it's a great idea. They tied it into a sponsorship, which makes NASCAR happy because that helps pay for it. But a yep. doctor and an EMT first on the scene now. And, awesome. And, most tracks, they've done a really, really good job, but we've seen a few times in a few tracks over the last few years where guys have had a wreck and they've stopped 
and the cars sat there and they might be on fire. They might be checking their watch to see if they're going to get some attention. This, I think, is going to give a little bit of uniform, more of a uniform. I think this is going to give a more uniformed response time to everything in NASCAR. And I think that's a good idea. Oh, it's, it's overdue for sure. We mentioned the Danica Patrick sponsorship uh, problem. Aspen Dettel stepping up and Ford also saying that they're going to make sure she races a full season. But is this a sign that this might be a do or die year for Miss Danica Patrick? I did not think Danica would be out of a sponsorship for very long. So for for Aspen to come through, and I forget who else was going to come on board as well. She's got no problem getting sponsors. She'll be fine. And and just so long as the sponsors keep lining up, she can race as long as she wants. 15, 20, 30 years, you know, dragging her pantyhose, trying to get in the car. She'll be fine. Do you expect? much from her this season or is she a 25th place driver i think she'll just be running about the same i really do i i don't know it's you can't even blame changing manufacturers on anything danica's just danica i think she's going to run where she runs she just seems to always be steady the same spot and she could go out there and crack off a you know a pole or two but even that really hasn't happened much in the last couple of years. I just think she's just she's a she's a fan favorite, a sponsor favorite. But when it comes to going out there and getting the job done, I think she's just shown us what she can get done, and she is where she is. Also in the news, a new damaged car policy in NASCAR: a five-minute time clock to fix the car on pit road. And if you go to the garage for anything other than a mechanical problem, you're done for the day. What do you think? Well, I think there's going to be a whole new class of pit crew guys that can not only change tires in 12 seconds, but I think they should be able to rebuild a car in in under five minutes. So I think they've probably got a whole training school of these guys being put out there now. They're not going to let them replace body panels, but they're going to use as much duct tape and other kinds of binders that they want. So it's going to be very interesting because you know one thing, at restrictor plate tracks like Daytona, we're going to see that field whittled down pretty quick after the big one. Yeah, well, you know, it could be an elimination race. All right, Laurie, the big race tonight, weather permitting. Hopefully we'll get this race in this evening. The Clash, who's your pick to win? Carl Edwards. Oh, yeah. You can't have it. (laughs) I forgot. I don't know. I'm going to go with, uh, let's go Joey Logano again at Daytona. And I'm going to pick Alex Bowman to get the upset. I was close. I was close. Okay. Bowman, you can have Bowman. I'll take Logano. You know that car is going to be right and ready to go. Are we going to learn anything tonight about what we can expect either for the Daytona 500 next week or for the season as a whole? Do we ever? I don't think so. No. But we're going to have fun, and that's all that matters. Nothing more exciting than getting to opening day. Hey, if they're using every other term from other sports, why can't I use that one? Do it. I'm all over it. Good idea. Tattoo it. Yeah. 
So lots of new rules, lots of new driver and car pairings. There's all kinds of changes in the sport, but the one thing you can always count on, it's always going to be exciting. Miss Lori Monroe, the other thing that folks here in Milwaukee can count on is you and I bringing them the latest NASCAR news each and every week here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. The final inspection will return with Mr. Steve Zotke, after this break. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 